It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and to Aboriginal elders emerging. I had to learn through friends saying to me, oh, you have to always type in amateur before whatever you want. So you're getting people having real orgasms. Welcome to hell. Last Friday night, Nellie Thomas and I hooked up with the beautiful Evie Jones from Gogglebox and I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Our lucky Melbourne listeners also got to hear her on the radio when Fifi Box was on maternity leave last year. Evie and her friend Angie used to be on Gogglebox together and then, of course, Angie was the Bachelorette. I did not know that while they were on Gogglebox, Evie and Angie were living in Sydney, sharing a house and acting as carers for a young man called Tom, who has Down syndrome and type 1 diabetes. I'm telling you this because she'll mention him a little bit later on in the chat. Eventually, the girls both moved out and a new carer called Scott moved in. So Evie's now living in Melbourne, and Nellie got straight to the bottom of her lockdown living situation. Evie! You ready? You ready? Let me get her. Hang on. Let me answer the Evie line. Hi, Evie! Hi! Cheers! What are you drinking? G&T. Mm. I'm drinking what I mm. First question, because I can see someone coming and going in your household. Tasha's stuck here and she's from New Zealand and she's oh. uh, a photographer. Got this beautiful house in, in Picton. Have you ever heard of Picton in New Zealand? I have. It's so beautiful, yeah. It is so beautiful. And she lives there with her partner and they have a dog and everything and it's wonderful. <sighs> she, Because she's a photographer, she does TV still. So she was doing Ninja Warrior. So that just got shut down. And so she's kind of like, I don't know whether to go or to stay because, you know, if she goes, she's got to go into quarantine there and then she can't come back. And we're thinking, how long is the work going to dry up for? Dry up for. And if it comes back, is she going to be able to come back and get work? Because it's all here that she gets the work. So, well, she used to be my flatmate in Sydney. We used to be um, Tom's disability caring, caring oh, yes. flatmates with Tom in the middle and and there was me and Angie and then yeah. when Angie left I had another friend move in after a divorce <laughs> and right. then when she moved out bought another place I had Tash move in so it's that right. kind of wonderful situation where you can so we knew already what it's like to live with each other and have 
contractual work so you're home a lot of the time and then you're not at home a lot and like all of a sudden so we're we're doing really well I'm glad she's here because every time every day I go I'm just going to go to the shops and she's like no you're not (laughs) you're like my mother so you just go oh I I really need an eyebrow pencil which is um Nana Laurie's big big consternation what do you want to go to the shops for is it because you're I'm guessing you're an extrovert Mm. You want the peeps? No, I hate I hate being in public now. Like now oh. that I can, I'm a bit recognisable. Oh. Like I oh. don't mind it, but I don't embrace it the way. I think I'm a much bigger introvert than anyone ever. Like I, I think when you look at the meanings of both of those words, I yeah. am an introvert because I get so much from myself. I'm fine to oh. be alone. Yes. I can be alone for a really long time and I can entertain myself for hours on end. Um, but when no when I go out I just love because I have an eating disorder and I have a binge eating disorder which is mostly under control it's starting to go crazy like and poor Tash has just had to start seeing as the news happens all of a sudden I'm just that by the kitchen sink yeah eating like yeah she goes stop eating I can't this is my heroin like this is what I do like I I couldn't get enough in my mouth you know for me grocery shopping is my big addiction like I, I I don't buy much but I just go and it for some reason those aisles give me some kind of like a dopamine of calm I'm the same with a, with a full fridge even if it's stuff that I don't want to eat yeah like it's just the idea you know when you see on um various shows especially on the reality shows if they're not in their own house and they open the fridge and there's like a thing of soy milk and a lettuce, and I'm like, yeah. I start heart palpitations. Sometimes. Yeah, it's hard to look at with something. Evie, are you scared about that? About like the sort of ongoing, endless nature of this coronavirus drama? Are you scared about how that's going to affect your binge eating disorder or your health? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, yeah. I'm already feeling really sedentary, and you know, um, yeah. finding myself just going back and forth, back and forth to the kitchen to shove more food in my face, and then trying to be really calm about it, and then try to get outside because that's what really helps getting out with fresh air and get yeah. the dogs out and everything. But you know, you can't talk to anyone, yeah. so I'm, I'm really good at being um, handling my anxiety apart yeah. from that one. Actually, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about I'm worried about the money to be honest we all are yeah I've signed on for Centrelink so I don't know when that's going to come through I've talked yeah. to my real estate I've talked to my banks about my personal loans and everything I've, I've put everything in place that I can and I'm waiting for some kind of an income but what I'm honestly more worried about than anything is that I won't be have that white first world privilege to just eat and buy whatever I want like the bread I like and you know that I'm gonna yeah it's just so first world and so awful and I have to keep checking myself about it so at the same time I'm gonna call you on that as well because I think of course there's people worse off but guess what there always is like that doesn't actually mean that your anxiety is not real it doesn't yeah, mean your your eating disorder is not real. Yeah, and the difference is that you're talking about it so honestly. I think for a lot of other people, they're raging about other things and throwing yeah. tantrums about other things because they probably don't have the guts to actually be upfront and say, I'm angry because my life 
has changed and I don't know when it's going to change back. Yeah, and it's stressful and it's painful and scary. Can I share with both of you, because I know we've all had eating stuff, one of my favourite things, and I wish I could remember the name of the poet, there was this beautiful African-American poet who's this, you know, big mama, lesbian poet in the States, and she wrote this beautiful piece and she based, the gist of it was basically talking about overeating and pain and the connection with, you know, childhood trauma, sexual abuse, anxiety, mental health, whole range of things. And she basically said when you see that big butch bitch walking down the street, you think at least she's trying to nourish herself. And that has always stayed with me. Well, yeah, God, that's so spot on. Exactly. And that's the thing is that once you understand yeah. what eating disorders are all about and that they it's just your drug, it is just your um, addiction and it's mm-hmm. just your way of numbing like yeah. any other drug or not even a drug, yeah. shopping, sex, whatever it is whatever that it is. happens to work that you have gotten onto, that you, you can really deal with it a whole lot better because you're really – acknowledging it and yeah. saying you're just doing what you can i mean i have i have such an amazing therapist who you know nlp therapy is all about having two people in the room it's you and the child you're you as yes. the child yeah. yeah so and i really i've tried so much therapy but it was nlp that really got me because i got to start acknowledging my child and saying, oh, honey, I'm so sorry these things happened to you and no wonder you used to go home from, you know, school and do this and when that happened afterwards, the first thing you do is get yourself, you know, a can of baked beans and have until you couldn't keep, you know, close your mouth properly anymore, that kind of thing. And when you have a self-soothing for a person that's real and and there is no one better to soothe that person than you as an adult Mm. Um, that has made a huge, huge difference for me. And when I can, I recommend that kind of therapy to anyone that that really addressed that child, that really broken, damaged child. Everyone's in a child coming out now. Like I love everything about the girl line where they say the heart remains a child and myself included and so many people around me, like even the really, really smart really educated together kind of people are just behaving like children yeah and even yeah. if you have children my daughter is 10 and she's started kind of shaming herself sometimes but we have this beautiful cousin cousin Edie that's her cousin who's just the most stunning baby who we adore and I'll say to her would you ever say that to Edie would you ever right. say that about Edie she says oh my god no and I say well then how could you ever treat baby Dali like that? Like, yes. you know, how could you be so And it really gets her because it it's gets like, up. yeah, how could you ever be that cruel to Edie? You yeah. would never, oh, I'm never. I'm going to use that's a little nugget I'm going to take. Oh, it is really good. You know, my friends and I, well, Angie and I, we say it all the time because we she came into Sex and the City a lot later, obviously. She's 17 years younger than me. So watching it with her was amazing because I'm watching it all again. I'd seen it a million yeah. times, but watching her watch it for the first time. And there's this one Miranda or Charlotte having a go at themselves and mm-hmm. Carrie says, hey, that's my best friend you're talking about. Yeah. Angie and I use that to each other all the time all the time like hey you know and I I think there's so much in that planning for your next trip 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Evie, the other day we were talking, um, Nelly and I, I won't retell the whole story, but we were talking about this time I was in Cambodia and this tuk-tuk driver had oh, such okay. he had such a laugh with me as, as I was climbing into a tuk tuk and it was groaning right as I was getting into it it wasn't even it wasn't even his and he just yelled out at me he was like ooh he said are you you know seventy or eighty kilos he, he loved it he loved it so much and I said to him maybe one hundred and he was like ooh and. It was just making him so happy. Like I could see that he was so he wasn't taking the piss at all. He loved it. He just I couldn't know. believe it. And he he Is wasn't that because they can't they 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 don't get to eat the way we do. And also, I mean, they're tiny. I mean, they're like they're like five and a half feet tall. Like they just couldn't. He couldn't get to my weight if his life depended right, on it. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't get the seventy kilos if my weight depended yeah. on it. Yeah, so, so, like seventy kilos. That's not even my goal. Yeah, I know, right? You know what, Michelle? When I was in Jakarta. I was stuck over there for three days, like on a layover, and I thought, I'm just going to go shopping. And so yeah. I went to every, I went, well, I went to a few shops and, and all the the lovely ladies, the tiny little Indonesians, Javanese were like, oh, there's nothing here for you. You're fat. You're fat. you got belly like Buddha. And nothing. there's nothing offensive yeah. about it. They no. just were yeah. like, what? and then I thought, well, you know what, I'm just going to go accessories. And if. If nothing else, I'll get shoes because shoes are easy, right? I'm a size yeah. nine and a half to a ten, and every shoe shop I went, they're like, "Oh, you don't oh, fit no. like bolts, they're like bolts." <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. They kiss my children. They go, "Oh, he's so fat. Oh, he's so fat." And they call people from other shops. They can't believe it. Oh, my oh, so fat. Look at her. Look at her. Yeah, I love it. You know, there was the age where if you were fat, you were extremely wealthy. That meant wealth. Of course. And you know what? Internationally, it actually still does. There is no, no, you know, obesity crisis in Albania. You know, like, we've got to remember that. It's like, you know, this is just in our minds and this is not, which is not to diminish our eating disorders, but it's like at the same time it's not everything, you know. It's not... um, and you know Absolutely what? No not. one ever got healthy from shame. No. Like, no. I did an um an interview with ABC Radio in Kalgoorlie in Boulder 
I went for a woman, uh, International Women's Day event. They invited yeah. me over as the guest speaker, and it was just the most amazing weekend. Like they were just all so lovely. I got to see my first skimpy. I didn't yes. even heard what a skimpy was. <laughs> Topless waitress. Yep. Topless uh, it's a long it's it's a long way from Tipperary, doll. It's a very, very long way. <laughs> I went to a, a, a tavern where everyone writes graffiti all over the whole place. Mm. Yeah, Emma, it was it was exciting. And uh did you go down the famous street? Oh yeah. Oh god yeah. yeah. You went yeah. and had a gawk? Oh with the sheds. Oh. Yeah, the all the sheds. And I have a lot of friends who work the sheds. But it's so funny. What the, My favourite part about Kalgoorlie was when they told me while we were on the street with all the brothels on it how you can't in Australia have a brothel and a police station on the same street, and they are on the same street. So what they did was halfway down the street, they cut the street in half and called it something else. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Australia. Great. Thank you. That's what we that do. Is- so that is ingenious. So that's Hay yeah, Street, Italy, isn't it? Italy and Greece would do that better than us. Though that that sounds very Italian. It's like, well, we just change the name. I have a friend who was a transgender woman, and she was working the sheds in Kalgoorlie as a sex worker. And word got this is a lot. This is a lot. Hey, because they're trans. Um, well, no, they didn't. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. This is like in the seventies or eighties. So she yeah. had uh, was post op, but word got around town. A rumor got around town, and so the men started saying, "I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out." And so what happened though was the other women got together and they swapped rooms with her to protect her. Yeah, yeah. So that's, nobody found out, and it was all good. That's what women I find. You know, you know, you get men that say, "Oh, women are the worst to each other," and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Have you ever been that. drunk at twelve yeah. in a pub in a toilet yes. with in the toilet women you've yeah. never met before? Goes on, yeah, with a yeah. body suit that you can't do up again. Yeah, blood yeah. on your white pants. Yes, yeah, and just a simple great lip line that they don't. Yeah. Know. Where did you get? And well, you get it. You have it. Yeah, I'll put it on for you. Yeah, totally. off. We love each other. When there's no yeah. men around, we. We will stand by each other like nothing else. But I reckon especially women who are under siege and yeah. to some degree women on High Street Kalgoorlie um, working yeah. the kids know yeah. that they're under siege to some degree. Oh, my I God. I went into the local um, wizard pharmacy and right. the girls all there recognised me, so they were all like, oh, oh my God, what you And I had just gotten my period. Un, what's the word? Like, it wasn't due, so I yeah. didn't have anything with me. And I've, only, I've started going to perimenopause, so I've started for maybe the last six or seven periods having the worst lots of blood that I've, I've always had really normal menstruation mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm like the fuck I, I got a doctor when I first moved to Melbourne and he's saying to me I said I think I might be going into perimenopause and he goes well well tell me why and I said my periods are just different and he goes well can you be a bit more like detailed or anything and I went well I, I went to fart the other day when I woke up <laughs> and I swear to god it looked like a crime scene in my pants in my pants <laughs> He goes, okay, okay, you're good with your words. That's good to know. And you know what? The next time I went back to him, he goes, now you're the one who was looking at his notes. 
Now, you're the one that is saying you've got perimenopause. Now, remind me. Oh, he did. Crime, crime scene in the bed. He goes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, he did. And I said, look, I'm losing so much blood. I'm like a, a halal lamb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really getting, really getting. I said, I've never bled like this before. So, I, unbeknownst to me, there's an entire medicine that you can take. Really? Stops the flow by 50, like any flow from wherever it's coming by fifty yeah. cents. I was like, I'm not going through another bad period. I got my period in in um, Kalgoorlie. Rang my GP and went, "Can you get a script? Because I don't have anything. Can you get it? It's halal time, Doc. I need it." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I love about that story as well is that so I did about oh, more than a decade of sex ed comedy shows with teenagers, right? And you can imagine, you both know, having been teenage girls, that the most common fear is basically if I go and have a pap smear, for example, or I go and get an STI test or all the things that you encourage sexually active people to do, um, you know, that I'll have a weird vag. And you're like, do you know how irrelevant your vag is to that doctor? Like yeah. even five a day, yeah, he or she is not going to remember yours, let alone yeah. 50. Let alone a hundred. We're talking about thousands. Can I yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. something though? My friend had labiaplasty because she was so paranoid about it. Yeah. Like, just you know everything, and men would um, comment on it. Oh, and so she was like, "I've got to do something about this." I think all of her friends were like, "Don't, don't," you know. But she wanted to do it. Go ahead every right to do whatever you want. You know what the surgeon said to her when she woke up? The first thing what? he said to her, oh, it was a real mess down there, but oh. I fixed it up. Oh, So now God. she has this perfect labia, wow. but that memory that she, it's not really hers. Like that, there's just this. And do you know what? This is, this is, well, I've got two intelligent women this who are honest. This is where I honestly really personally struggle because I am absolutely live and let live. If you want to get a boob job or you want to get, yeah. you want to get your flaps trimmed, like, yeah. you do, know, do it. do it. But on the you other don't. hand, I go, hang on, there is a bigger system here that is so fucking sick. Yeah. That would make anyone feel that they had to do that. Like, that is so extreme. Surely this is porn-related too, right? Surely this yeah. is porn-related porn that now we've all seen so many labias that we all have an opinion on what is meant to be a labia. I have never in my entire life encountered a man who has been off a straight man who's been offered a vagina and gone, no. That's what <laughs> I was saying. <laughs> is this a generator who's gone, look, I would love to there but, was a whole new generation of that. Yeah, the last yeah. one I slept with was um, younger than me and he said to me it was a deal breaker to have hair. What? And I haven't shaved down there in, I can't even tell you the last time I ever had because I, every time I did I would just get ingrowns and yeah. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not lying and getting, I'm paying for laser when I'm just, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I think it's there well, for a reason. I actually don't mind. mind. I used to argue with my girlfriend and say, the bush will come back. And they go, it will never come back. I'm like, oh, it right? yeah. back. Believe yeah. me. 70s bush said, will come back. Every, everything. He yeah. said to me, you know, it's a deal. You know, and I 
I really struggled internally with it. Like, yeah. you know, I'm a 47-year-old independent woman. I can, you know, tell, tell them to go forget. And then I was like, well, yeah, but I wouldn't mind getting some. <laughs> so I went there. I kind of did what I had to do. And then I realised I don't want to be with him. So yeah. the next time we were, well, we were just supposed to have dinner and it, he, he was wanting it to go further. And I said to him, you know how I, how I told him that we couldn't have sex? I actually said to him, I, I've let it all grow back. And he went, oh, Pornhub is not reality. Speaking of Pornhub, can you imagine how much that shit is going off during Corona quarantine? <sighs> yeah, they've, they've changed the, the rules, right? They've, like, made yeah. the premium free or something. Oh, God. I mean, you have to laugh. It's also, as my youngest would say, disturbing. I had to learn through friends saying to me, oh, you have to always type in amateur before whatever you want, type in amateur. As soon as you go amateur, you're getting people having real orgasms. You're getting people with real bodies. Nothing is set up. Real couples. Couples have forwarded their videos in and they are real like there's no there's no camera angles there's no pretending there's no having like you know it's 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 whatever we're planning another lockdown live stream with evie this friday night actually from 6 p.m so if you want to hang out with us just get onto the australian true crime podcast youtube channel i'll put the link in the show notes and uh we'll be there you can message us in real time and we'd love to hear from you so until then take care out there remember everyone's nuts so try and be forgiving of them and of yourself okay we're all doing our best or are we that's a lie some people aren't you know whatever It's hell. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 